everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is uh, our third and final day of CES podcasting, I guess. We all leave tomorrow. Uh, yes, I understand that we are leaving on the second day of CES, but uh, things happened and we got here early. That's just how we roll. That's just how we go. We're yeah. in early and out before anybody knows First we're in, gone. first out. That's right. We're a, FIFO, no lines. we're a FIFO group here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because those FILOs are for losers. Right? Those are the people that are setting up booths. And have to tear down booze. Those are the Philos. Philos are usually champions, but yeah. we're, we're the Fi foes. The Fi foes. First in, first out. Fifo. I know. Do you? I used right. to work in. Well, this show. podcast is off to a great start. <clears throat> so uh, starting over. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, so we're here. We're going to talk about the stuff that we saw today, uh, and I'm just going to go down our calendar of meetings in order as we go. Which means we start with Alan at Fizon. Um Alan, that's yes, you. Yes. I'm going through the roll of decks in my head here. Fizon. Yes, Fizon. Yeah, so what did you see there? Yes. Fi- I should be looking for my pictures on my camera, but too late. It is too late. Uh, so Fizon's working on new controllers, but they are not all out yet. And that's actually about all I can say right now. <laughs> So they're working on new controllers that aren't we can't talk about because they're um, embargo or because they're not any good. Well, there's um, so Silicon Motion and Fizon are both working on um, like uh, enterprise PCIe, you know, by four NVMe controllers. Actually, everybody that does storage is now working on that, right? Like Samsung did their 950 Pro. Well, you said enterprise. Well, that, that's not really the enterprise. Silicon Motion one specifically is like gonna be geared towards enterprise slash OEM. Um, yeah. Sorry, my brain's a little bit scrambled. What was the controller in the Neutron GTX? Was that a Fizon? That was a Fizon S10. And that's an enterprise drive, right? No. Or it was an enterprise controller. No. But the Fizon. The S10 the... is just a controller. Talking your microphone. I thought the Neutron was more geared towards enterprise. No, 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 it was a consumer drive. No, Neutron was like a Neutron was like a like a budget consumer drive, if anything, Hmm. because of the controller. Yeah, because the controller was meant to be a low cost controller, and they were pairing it with like it had very good like uh, performance over time. It was never that high to begin with, but didn't really degrade much. Well, because I'm pretty sure all those drives were MLC. Okay. So performance over time would be reasonable because you know it was it was meant to be like as low cost as you can go and be an MLC drive. You know, that sort of thing. So that was um, Fizon, that's all we can say about Fizon. They have um, new controllers coming eventually. Maybe not even soon. I'm trying to remember cuz like I walked through their stuff. They really weren't showing a lot. That's okay. The problem. I mean, that's fine. So I'm just reading the menu. I'm just reading the menu. You're reading the menu. I'm reading the menu. The menu. Well, how about we go to the Plex Store then? What'd you see at Plex Store? Uh, Some really cool CD-ROM drives with caddies. Oh, those are CD nice. R- CD plus RW. Yes. Actually, yeah. actually, I went to Plex Store and then I snuck in next door and talked to um, Light On as well. So the way that <laughs> both optical speaking of optical, well, no, here's what's funny is that they're neither are optical now, really. Like as far as what they're showing, that's at pretty CBS, intelligent. At least, move you know, yeah, it makes sense. I think um, it was time. Could they but, possibly? But they're. I, they still kind of, sell 3.5 inch floppy. They're, they're kind of, sort of separate companies. Kind of like they've always been paired together. Like at CES, when you go, yes. even years years back when they, when optical drives were an important thing, they were always like paired together. Well, they share PR yeah. at a minimum, right? But it's like now the companies are kind of like now what it's become is 
Plex store is like the consumer SSDs, mm-hmm. and LightOn is the enterprise SSDs. Is it enterprise or do you mean business? Like actual enterprise. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like they have um, the LightOn's big push, and has been since even last CES, was uh, they were like one of the first to say, hey, we're making M.2 um, form factor enterprise geared SSDs. Okay. So they're kind of banking on um, some OEMs, not OEMs, but some enterprise like uh, system builder kind of people are going to make some kind of chassis potentially that will be able to populate with multiple M.2 drives as opposed to multiple U.2, you know, like multiple two and a half inch or, you know, that sort of thing. Right. So they're kind of banking on like how small of a footprint can we make our drives so that if somebody makes a chassis that can actually populate a whole crap load of them, sure. then you can just have like a really, okay. really, really high density server, right? Um, so that's how that works. We saw the, uh, we already made a post on the, I'm trying to remember the name of the Plexter. The new Plexter one. Was it a PCIe SSD? Was it an M.2 SSD? No, it was uh, both, actually, I think. Oh. It came as either one. I got a picture of it, too. Actually, uh, it was the the one with the red, kind of snazzy-looking, triangular-looking heatsink on it. Oh, right. Um, Yeah. But the interesting thing I got out of that was, uh, and there'll be pictures when I I can write up the post on it, but uh, their M.2 model also had a aluminum heat spreader style thing on it that was styled the same way as the the half height half length card hmm. okay um and i think their drive is going to consume like six or eight watts or so which is similar to like a 950 pro but the difference is if it has that heat spreader kind of thing even though it's not really a heat sink it's just right know, it really doesn't have any extra surface area to dissipate heat it's just that it's metal and it's going across the whole drive 950 Pros and other drives that don't have a spreader, when they get hot, if you use a thermal thing on it and like see what part of the, the SSD is getting hot and actually causing yeah. it to thermal throttle, it's just the controller. Sure. So if you have a spreader on it, chances are you could probably run that just radiating heat off with no direct airflow across it, and it okay. probably it probably wouldn't throttle. Is my point because they, you know, are putting that spreader on there. So that was cool. Okay. Um. What's next on this list? Or From Flex Store? Or no, no, no. That's that's pretty much their big thing. Is uh, every storage person's big thing this year includes or only includes uh, an M.2 PCIe by four NVMe product. All right. Like it's basically everybody. Well, when we get to the um, next guys, you can tell me the same thing. Be. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, if that's all they had, and we'll have more on that. Oh, um, no, uh, SanDisk had different stuff. But if you want to talk about... Yeah, no, we're going to go into yeah, you talk, you the, talk about the meetings. I definitely defined that as the structure of the podcast. Yes, yes. Earlier. Which means, comes up next, is our meeting with Intel, uh, where we learned about the new compute sticks. We learned about new nooks. Uh, the compute sticks were pretty interesting. So uh, that is like... Oh, I guess I actually have one. I was going to say, you want me to go grab somewhere. it? I won't trip over anything. Ken says he doesn't believe you, so no. Uh, we've got pictures of it on, the, on, on PCPro.com. They are uh, updated the, the compute stick from to the newest Atom pro, uh, platform, Cherry Trail. Um, and that, that one's like $159, relatively inexpensive. Um, you have 2 gigs of memory, 32 gigs of storage, 802.11 AC, 2x2 two two this time. Um, so it's pretty impressive that way. Uh, 
but more impressive than the Cherry Chara one is the two Core M versions. They had a Core M3 and a Core M5 variant. So using like Skylake four and a half watt parts, really. Uh, prices are significantly more expensive. Um, $399 for the Core M3, $499 for the Core M5 with vPro. Uh, but those both get bumped to 64 gigs of storage and 4 gigs of RAM on board as well. Uh, it's it's really impressive to see. Like so, they're they're if you don't know what they are, they're like little thumb drives, but they're a little bit bigger and they have an HDMI port on the back uh, instead of a USB connection. Um, the they actually did an interesting thing with the power brick for the uh, uh, higher end models where. It's a power brick you plug into the wall, and then you have a Type-C cable connection from that power brick to the uh, device itself. Uh, and then on that power brick is two more USB 3.0 ports. right? So it's kind of like it acts as a USB hub at the source of power as opposed to like putting more USB ports on the outside of the compute stick device. So on the physical brick that plugs into the power outlet. Correct. So you conveniently have more USB ports under the table or in between the furniture and the wall. Yep. Correct. Cool. Yep. So it actually is it's, – it's pretty neat. And you can see how they might even um, uh, expand on that, maybe offer display connections at the power wall, right, or like secondary display or something like that. That would be if, cool. If your only computer – like, you know, you increase the performance capability of what these Compute 6 can do. Maybe you have your TV as one and you have like a secondary monitor somewhere else or something. You, you know, you could do that or maybe you have audio connections through it or something. Um, I, I could see that being interesting uh, use of kind of distributed connections because the reason they couldn't – like you could put a lot – there's the chipset has support for more USB ports on there, but you don't want to make the device any bigger or more expensive or, you know – Right. Would running the USB down with the power cable into the brick introduce any kind of electrical noise if playing back with some sort of audio? No, USB not if product? it's digital. Because I mean, because I'm going to skew those bits to a higher octave. Yeah, you know, it would. You know, it, <laughs> would, it would. It would. Up a little bit. It, yeah, but he's not even paying attention. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work because the higher clock rate generator on the USB cable itself. I heard. I heard that somewhere. Right. Oh, Alan looked up. No, I think Ken, Ken may have actually Ken been not. sleeping. I thought. I thought. I, I couldn't tell if he was looking at his laptop or he's actually. You know, you're on video, right? Do you ever forget that you're on video? <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Nook. They just basically they basically updated their updated the entire uh, uh, line of Nook to Skylake based processors. Um, and so we'll, we'll actually be getting those in for, for testing and stuff. And we did get the Cherry Trail version of the Compute Stick. It's available today. What about Broadwell E Compute Stick? No. No, that's... Are they enabling overclocking on Compute Stick yet? No. It's actively cooled. It is actively cooled. Like, it does have a fan. <laughs> it does have a I fan. I got 50 more megahertz. You can do that. You don't need the fan. If you just stick a screwdriver in there and jam it, it'll, be, it'll work fine. Oh, to, to quiet it? Yeah. Yeah, that won't overclock it for sure. People like put a screwdriver in the fan. I hate those little fans. It actually is just not that bad. But yeah. it's also you put on the it back side of your TV. TV. Yeah, where actually any kind of airflow would be a good thing for your TV's sake. Right. So there you go. The compute stick helps cool your TV. Done. Uh, but the Nooks are just kind of updates uh, across the board to Skylake, uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll get hands on with those. The two higher performance compute sticks. They're you know more expensive. Will be a. 
March, February time frame to it. So we'll see. Uh, Josh went to go see Dell. I did. And they announced at least one really cool thing that I know about. Yeah, a couple of couple of interesting things. Uh, got? They had uh, some actor there doing jokes and whatnot. Josh something or other. Walworth. No, no, no. From uh, Silicon Valley, the HBO show. Long curly hair, like kind of a bigger husky guy. No, no, no. He's a shorter guy, but he had you know kind of longer dark hair. He he said he played a moron on the Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. He's the guy that goes to work for Hooli, and they keep promoting him, even though he's not doing any. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. I know who you're talking about now. Okay. So he was there uh, trying to crack jokes. He he did okay. <laughs> it was really kind of funny because I was Great sitting summation. by. I guess his entourage, and the girl, her only thing there was to laugh at all of his jokes. So she was the one who started laughing, and then did you laugh with her? Around. No, because it wasn't that you funny. Got, <laughs> Wait a minute, you said he did okay. I mean, you, gotta, you didn't laugh at a single joke. You got a feel for the guy, right? No, no. I got paid no. all this money to come up on stage and make a fool. Of well, Josh has a feel for. I do that for free. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they uh, they announced uh, a handful of products. Uh, Latitude 7000 series. This is the Latitude version of the XPS 13. So it's 13-inch, uh, real carbon fiber, the QHD screen. Whoa, 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 what? What? Real carbon fiber? Real Where carbon is the carbon fiber? fiber? Uh, I think in the top. Okay. It's trendy. It is kind of trendy. We saw that so, with Lenovo. Uh, but it has all the you know security, and, and it's allowed to be you know docked. So you've got those things. Okay. Okay, we have a security person here, somewhat, right? Yep. When okay, comparing V Pro versus like a TPU solution, is there an advantage to one or the other? You mean like wait TP- a minute, TPM? TPM, sorry. I, I didn't deal. The only with TPM, that I yeah, noticed. he didn't deal with V Pro. Okay, the no. reports. Because yeah. I I had asked the lady at the Dell booth yesterday, two days ago, mm-hmm. whatever that was. It was last night. And uh, two well, days ago, it wasn't even twenty four hours ago. Uh, and well, what what is this stuff supposed said, to be doing? Like, she was talking about how it was a secure laptop, and the last news post I wrote about a secure laptop was a TPM chip. So I'm like, oh, does it have TPM? She said VPro, which I know is built into the processor. Yeah, VPro is a collection of uh, software and hardware I think it from Intel. TPM. It may uh, that allows. It, it, Intel to promote security, uh, remote management. It's a whole bunch of other stuff. It's not just security. Okay. Um, so it's like really. infrastructure kind of. Just a it's, platform it's, module. It's it's enterprise level like remote management okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but also security and you know probably, probably like partially a for TPM. Yeah, crap like that. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, they also showed off the uh, Latitude 12 inch two and one. You saw that last night. Yep, that was pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's, it's yeah, a 4K, 4K display, 12-inch, yeah. uh, Gorilla Glass, magnesium alloy frame, yeah. and it's uh, pretty reasonable uh, specifications on it. Of course, you know, because they're latitudes, they're a little bit more expensive. Uh, lots of accessories already for these things, external batteries, um, docks, outputs, so that you can, you know, plug something in and still have, like, VGA out if you right. want. Uh, Thunderbolt and USB 3.1 connections. Uh, that can do you know both power and and display, so uh, okay. they they have a reasonable amount of stuff. I'd there. Like to try that. Then the uh, I don't I don't know for sure if it's 4K or if it's 5K, but they did show off their 30 inch OL, OLED OLED, and uh, it's either 30 inch OLED monitor. Monitor. No, 30 inch, 30 inch 
Not a laptop. And it is 4K. I, it's a monitor. It's a 4K monitor. It is 4K. Monitor. Yep. And I think it's priced at around $5,000. <gasps> That's outrageous. It's not. Because it's, it's a 30-inch OLED. Beautiful. That is outrageous. It's the same price that we saw the first 4K monitors launch at, period. And it's not, the, it's not the beginning of OLED anymore. It is for monitors. You know, I, I, I actually, they had a question and answer, period. Yeah. That's and profligacy. there was like one other guy who asked a question. Then I, I stupidly opened my mouth and I said, <laughs> when will we expect to see, you know, a, a wider range of products featuring OLED? You know, from the, we've got the 13-inch and we've got a 50-inch. Right. Where's all the stuff in between? You're like 30, 30. And, uh, sorry, 30 inch. I was oh. thinking LG with their no, 55 I, if inch. If they had, never mind. Anyway. In, but yeah, yeah, from uh, 13, 30 inch. And uh, his response was you know, the, the price curve so far with OLEDs are not at the point where they're comfortable in introducing them. So they've got this professional 30 inch OLED that they are doing for $5,000, and they're making. The money that they want off of it, but as High production increases, yeah. obviously we'll you know get lower costs and we'll have more selection of products in, in the future. But I think as what three other well a total of three uh, companies have announced laptops using OLED. It's Dell, Lenovo, and is it just Alienware? As it's well? Alienware. It's Dell. It's yeah, Dell. I know it's Dell, but I thought that there would may have been. I knew Alien. I know Alienware did. And uh, we saw the Lenovo one, but I didn't heard I didn't heard of, of a third vendor yet. Okay, yeah. Also, it is a USB Type C monitor, so we can plug it into nothing that we own. It's only Type C. Well, you can get an adapter. Yeah, Display port. It's a five thousand dollar monitor, and I have to buy an adapter for. Don't it. you want a five thousand dollar monitor to be future proof? How much does? Is this, why port? are you worried about using it now when you could use it in the future? Display port ain't going anywhere, and that's using an LG, I'm sure, OLED panel. Don't I have know. No idea. How much does an LG 4K TV cost in Less than a that. larger size? Half as much. Less an, o- than an LG OLED TV? Yeah, like a 55 inch 4K OLED 4K. TV. I don't know. Under 4,000. He was positing a question he already knew the answer to. It was a rhetorical question. I hate that shit. I was being sardonic. I wasn't really being mean enough to be sardonic. Yeah. I was being I, obnoxious. I, I, <laughs> Bombastic. <laughs> I'm being bombastic. Now you're being pompous. Yeah, I am being pompous. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know the difference between monitors and TVs, but that's that's existed forever, right? The like, difference between monitors and TVs. Here's the difference. There is a difference. Right, I know, but I mean, like in the markets, there has always been a price difference. Monitors are always more Dell expensive than TVs. Makes really nice monitors. Dell, if you're watching, I like your monitors. They're really well made, and I like how most of them have uh, swivel and tilt and. Things like height that. adjustment, but I they're like they ridiculously pictures. overpriced once you get past the entry level. You get up to ultra sharp, and you're like, that's $200 more than But they have a reputation for making deep. probably the best LCD monitors, especially the ultra sharp range. No, they don't have that anymore. Really? They haven't had that since the 3008 came out. That was only in 2008. Yeah. They have a lot of competition now, and if yeah. they're getting into OLED... When's the last time you thought about buying a Dell monitor? I haven't or, thought about or, buying or, a monitor in probably a long time. When's the last time you went, but, oh, I want to review that Dell monitor? About buying a the monitor Dell 5K is one of those, right? right. Okay. Like, um, And guess who makes that panel? Dell. Well, LG. here's the problem, is that sure. from like 2008 through last year, 
there was no real differentiation between anybody. Right. Like the, the 3008 panels. was like, well, we've made the best monitor you can make <laughs> with, you know, regards to professional stuff, right? It was an IP, it was a fantastic IPS 30 inch 2560 by 1600 screen. Uh, Dell has just like, what stopped. I'm saying is, you look it, at, sorry, like, there's been a lot of new monitor tech coming out. Dell's not leading that. If I was looking at a Dell monitor, I'm like, I look at the specs, I look at the panel size, I think they're type also, resolution. I could go to the manufacturer of the panel and look at theirs, like LG, and the LG yeah. one on Newegg will be less than the Dell. The attractive part of Dell to me always was with UltraSharp, you have per- perfect pixel guarantee. Anybody who's going to offer you a return if you're not satisfied takes care of that. And waiting on cross-shipping and... I don't know if you get a refurbished unit back, if, if there's limitations on it. But then Asus started doing their own Perfect Pixel Guarantee. It's become fashionable to do this. Everybody's, it seems, has started offering... It's not just fashionable. Like It's a worthwhile support feature. If they didn't have to do it, they wouldn't do it. Bad and bad pixels are much less likely nowadays. Far less likely. Less likely to notice. Yeah, because it's more dense. You have more density. The the monitor sizes have been getting smaller, like a 24-inch WQHD, a 23-inch WQHD. So you're not really going to see one bad subpixel necessarily if it's not right in the middle of the screen. But anyway, that's... Hey, maybe it takes them a bit longer to I, engineer their products, and they're just catching them with the curve. I, I can... The, the reason that a 30-inch, which is an unusual size, could be that expensive is because no one else... Is ordering that panel, so it's being made specifically for that monitor and that monitor only, sure. such as nobody the five K display. Cl- clearly, nobody's selling anything. The only else. people who use the five K display are Apple and Dell, and, Dell. and yep. it's the same and panel, and it's made by LG. HP. HP makes one now too. HP's had a version for a while. So maybe the cost will come down. I don't know. But Dell charges $2,000 for that monitor, and Apple sells the iMac 5K for $1,699, and they have the same panel. It's got a computer in it. And it has an entire computer behind it. Wait, you can do that? No. I I invented it. I got got a roll of gaff tape over there for you. You Oh, okay. Oh, I've got a compute stick. You get a compute stick, and you plug it into your TV, and then you use Y-Dye to put that over onto your... They also showed off uh, the new UltraSharps that we saw one last night. They're wireless, and what I didn't know is that the base of that actually has a wireless charger in it. So yeah. you have your phone that has the wireless Qi? thing. You put it on there. Yeah. Is it Qi? It, Did they say it was Qi? I, they didn't say what. It just said it's a wireless charger. You throw your crap on there and charge it. I guess that's it. just become the default now anyway. Mostly. No, uh, who was using another one? Lenovo's Lenovo was using, was using the other one. The other standard. No, no, no. Like for the wireless charging. Oh, I'm not sure. It was... Um, I forget what the name of the Whatever charger one was. Their phones has. It, it was like one that Intel is backing or something. I think I don't really know. Yeah. But there are competing options there, which is, you know, a pain in the ass because they're not interoper- interoperable. So, anything else from Dell then? Uh, just tomorrow is the Alienware announcement of the 13 inch. They hadn't actually announced it, but they talked about it during the live stream. So, I oh, the 13 inch Alienware OLED uh, PC or notebook. Yep. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, Alan, you went to SanDisk? Yeah, they got a few new things. Okay, what they um, got? So, uh, previously, we didn't review this yet because um, they just didn't sample it to us, but uh, they used to have a SanDisk Extreme 500 portable SSD, kind of like a Samsung T1. Okay. Just more di- more of a diamond shape, like the port is actually at the edge of the diamond okay. where it plugs in. Um, you know, same kind of deal, though, really thin, flat, you know, solid-state equipped little portable drive right right um 
but then they got a bunch of feedback because that wasn't really any kind of like outdoorsy. You know what I mean? Like people were putting them like hiking with them and stuff like that, and they weren't they weren't rugged. They weren't enough. water sealed yeah. or anything like that. They weren't really rugged. Same, Alan, as storage editor, same uh, and a what confirmed storage enthusiast, right? When so, you go hiking, do you take do you take well? I don't. I don't SSD go hiking with you. Well, I mean, if I take in my bag and stuff. <laughs> Well, so here's you the thing. You never know yeah. what that's, you may have be able to torrent. That's what they've. Oh, that's true. That's, that's, that's what true. they. That's what they found out. This <laughs> at like um, this gas station has Wi-Fi. Yeah. Mm. Well, let me. Uh, let me. Uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so what they found was they got a lot of feedback from people because it is actually like nature photographers and just people that are just you know they're just out. Like it's a portable okay. solid state drive. All right. It's, so they got that feedback. That, you know, the, the, the solid state drive part of it kind of makes it rugged. Like, so if you're in the market for that, you want something that's not like a spinning disc that you're going to potentially sure. ruin if you drop, right? So what they change? Um, so they put like a um, like a high density rubber like bumper around the outer edge of it. So like you could you could probably just throw it at the ground and it would just bounce. Like that's all it would do. I'm in for that. Um, and then that that rubberized ring around it also has like incorporated like a flexible plug that plugs the the micro USB port micro USB port yeah. on the side of it. So it basically makes it you know pretty much watertight, or at least like you probably just sit out in the rain and nothing will sure. happen to it, right? Okay. Uh, you know, just little changes like that, uh, kind of making it um, more rugged. They say it has an IP55 rating for water and dust resistance, whatever that means. That's my favorite rating uh, yeah, for yeah. dust resistance. Actually, um, is 56 was it was over. It was overkill. It made yeah. it too heavy. Yeah. And 54, you leave it outside and it would get ruined. <sighs> so silly. Um, so, uh, and that's a 480 gig drive. Oh. That's what they do. All right. That's big. But that's all they, that's all they do as far as capacity. One capacity. All right. One so capacity. what else they got? Um, now, what how much, better? How much dollars? Uh, Ooh, dollars. That's a good sure question. Have it. Do they have it in their release? Uh, 250. Fifty cents a gig, but it's yeah. rugged. Fifty cents a gig for a rugged, yeah. okay. you know, reasonable, reasonable compact external cool. USB three SSD. Right. The Ryan Shroud seal of approval. Um, yeah. Fifty cents a <laughs> the meh. Fifty cents a gig if it's durable. I it's guess like, we just put like an editor's choice logo around <laughs> around choice. the big, around the letters meh. No, 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 no it's not it's, editor's it's, choice. PC perspective. The PC meh. perspective award winner. Runner up <laughs> right. for ruggedness and durability price per gig yes. category. Yes. Right, that's we a just, good award for. We next make year. up the category yeah. that's specific to just that one product. Yeah, and you have a lot of little acrylic. We're going to need a lot of trophies with your logo on yes. it. We need an award maker on retainer <laughs> in Las Vegas. We, you know what? Uh, oh, we have somebody who's very creative with yeah, uh, yeah, we do. pasting things and images so we could contact. What else did they have? Uh, so they had a um, what they call a wireless oh, stick. Okay, uh, which is what looks like kind of a longish USB three drive, except it also has a battery in it, and when with it not connected to a PC, it connects like a wireless NAS, kind of. Okay, what are you doing with that microphone? All right, um, and it, previously it was only like a sixteen gig drive or something, so they kind of made it more miniature, thinner, lighter, all that stuff. Still works as long like you could stream a movie from it for like eight hours supposedly on a charge, mm-hmm. um, and now it's a two hundred gig drive as well. So like a pretty thin kind so of. So it has a battery stick. on it. There's a battery built in. Imagine a, a thumb drive, 
with a battery built in and a little power button on it. Okay. And so, then what? So it's disconnected from the PC. It's in your backpack. So you, okay. You can turn it on. Yeah. And it acts like a wireless. Oh, okay. Like a wireless. Okay. Like a wireless uh, NAS type like a wireless storage. NAS. Just wireless storage device. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. it was like something that you had a battery and then you plugged in anyway. And I thought that seems. Dumb. No, 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 no. But when you do plug it okay. in, the, you, pl- you. you can plug it in the computer and access the same storage. Right. And also it charges. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. It's, that's neat. It's kind of a cool idea. They're just expanding on it and making it, you know, high sure. capacity and stuff. All right. Um, and then what I think is the most important is uh, they are making now. Sandisk t- typically makes like the drives that end up as like an OEM drive in a system. Right. Like you tend to see Sandisk as one of the big, you know, either a data or a Sandisk typically. Especially okay. like when Asus first launched their first Ultrabook, right? It was either you either got the Sandisk SSD or the Adata SSD, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except in that case, the SanDisk one was a slower one, and the Adata one was the faster one, and it was kind of uh, kind of sucked for them back then, right. right? So they've kind of been working to be better about that stuff. So now they're co- they're qualifying with OEMs a uh, one terabyte M.2 um, single sided chips are only on one side. There's only four chips on it. It's a one terabyte drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's TLC, but they're doing kind of what Samsung does, where it has on-die SLC as well. So it acts like a, it acts like an Evo, basically, right? Right. But the important part of all this is gonna it's probably going to be a reasonably priced unit, and it's something that's going to potentially be in laptops that you buy. With just if you want one equipped with a drive up to one terabyte, it wouldn't be that bad of a thing if it came with a drive that could perform kind of on like, you know, eight forty Evo. Uh, so levels, what the hell is right? it? What you just talked for a while is it just a an M.2, M.2 SSD OEM though. It's not meant to be retail. Okay. Okay. So it's um. Is it cheap? We don't know. It's not meant to be retail. Well, I, don't, I don't understand. It's TLC, so the cost per gig will be good. Is it? Is PCIe but not NVMe? Or is it M.2 uh, no, SATA? No, it's, it's M.2 PCIe. Okay. Yeah. So in other words, what I'm what I'm excited about there yeah. is that you, OEM like built-in laptop drives might not stop so caressing bad. your microphone, Ryan. Stop what? Caressing your microphone. What am I doing? You're rubbing, rubbing it. You're rubbing the. Um, oh, this the wire. Well, like all of it. Can you hear it? Yeah. Everyone can anyway, hear it. So, previously, like the SanDisk OEM SSDs were like the bad ones. No, they weren't. They were the slow ones. No, they weren't. This yeah. has a SanDisk SSD in it. It goes 900 megabytes a second. Well, but this that's, is that's, two and a half years that old. That only comes in Max, that one. I, I bet Asus could have bought it if they wanted to. <laughs> anyway, so, so normal computers, like PCs, so like it, not niche market stuff, might also get non-sucky built-in SSDs. That's my point. Okay. PCIe. PCIe, yes. Right now? All right. <laughs> Uh, and that was the third thing. That's that's it for them. For the Sandisk. Yeah. Um, let me go back to my calendar here. Uh, let's. Uh, you talked to Inwin today. I did talk to Inwin. What did they have? Their usual kind of really <laughs> impressive, probably very very expensive limited edition case, front and center. When you walked up front, they have a new H frame case. H frame. Which one is that one? It's. It looks like this is not the motorized robotic. No, they had that too. That's something they showed at Computex for the first time. Yeah, I've time, seen it a few times. 
the crazy self-opening, self-closing case. Right. Yeah, it's twenty five hundred dollars, by the way. Soon, it's it's coming for up for sale on Newegg. Was the news on that one for twenty five hundred dollars in the U S. Twenty five hundred dollars in the U S. That's it. Yeah. I'll pair that with my new Dell monitor. <laughs> Between enclosure and monitor, you've already spent almost seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, we're not even talking about the headphones I saw. <laughs> okay, you saw twenty four hundred dollars headphones. Yeah, nah. that's cheap. That's cheap for audio files. Yeah. So, uh, so you did see that one, but that's not like really a. a no, they had a um, new version. They're kind of testing out of the uh, eight hundred five, which is their more budget-minded case. It still has a full glass side panel. Mm-hmm. This one had tempered glass side panels, but it also had kind of an infinity mirror type effect with the front. On the front, yeah. So if you've seen like. Like infinity mirror coffee tables where you use LED lights and the double mirror goes with that. It's it, it's an interesting effect. I don't know how useful it is for uh, a case. A computer it's all about case? style. It's all about yeah. It is. It is. Inland is all about style. It looked pretty cool. They had uh, power supplies that were completely covered in aluminum and had chamfered edges around the fan. Chamfered opening. edges. Yes. For her pleasure. That's not what chamfered is for. <laughs> that makes them sharp and shiny. <laughs> so it was just some kind of uh, unnecessarily ornate things, but their cases overall, it was a very impressive booth, and their cases looked nice. I, they, they said that H-Series case, uh, there'll be a news post up soon. It'll be on later tonight. But the H-Series case, uh, limited edition, is going to be expensive. But they had a, a little bit more of the mainstream as well. The 805 was their sort of mainstream. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and they're getting into power. Like supplies? Like USB power brick. Oh, yeah, everybody does. Every that. single person I've talked to so far is like, oh, I actually, I'm getting into power. I actually have a line of external batteries yeah. as well. I haven't, yeah. I've been they, they're for sale on Amazon. Really? What brand? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He Good farms bit. all that out. Good bit. Yeah, no, uh, Aki. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. so Shroud, charge Shroud, it's the hmm. it's it's a Shroud Power Limited SPL. Yeah. Shroud. Shrouded out, yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan, do you want to talk about uh, a data? You gonna look up your pictures? Okay, that's fine. I, I could talk about my Onkyo. Well, your what? Onkyo. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, did show off something kind of interesting. Um, the uh, DPX one. Okay, don't it is take a- that too personally. Uh, it is a uh, digital audio. Player, it's or a portable thing. DAP. DAP, yeah. I mean, it's it's digital audio player. Okay, I, I, the so whole day I thought you'd been saying DAC. Think of think of uh, you know, one of the first generation iPods. Okay, except that or that thing that I keep referencing that wait, uh, does it have Willie a Nelson did. wheel type thing on the front of it? No, no, because uh, uh, Theo did that, and yeah. it looks like a first generation iPod. Yeah, no, no. This uh, this is actually uh, it's an Android iPhone. device, and so it's got a touchscreen. Yeah. Okay. Looks like a you know a phone about the same size except thicker um internal components really really good stuff uh dual ess uh what is their high-end dax saber saber dax you know which um, one was it 9018 or 9023 i think it was 9023 oh really yeah hmm. it was I've, I've got the list and out two there. of them two of them and it's it's dual amp dual at dual dac uh supports the uh, mqa uh yeah. audio 
The new high-resolution uh, format for download and streaming. Exactly. Uh, it only comes with 32 gigs of internal memory, but it has two micro SD slots. You can have 200 gigs on each, so a total of 432 gigs of... 200 of, gigs? What? Is, is that the really the limitation right now? Is it still 256, or can they do 512? Well, they said 200 gigs per micro SD slot. Okay. Uh you know, in in terms of build, they've you know separated the CPU unit from all the audio stuff, so there's no you know PCB connection between the two. Uh, the big deal is is that it's eight ninety nine. That's not that it's high. It's not terrible, but for a lot of us who are look looking at, at the Asylum Kern stuff, and then look at the other like kind of independent one, uh, Calyx. It's really high for me. It's high for me. Yeah. When I asked you how much that market, was yeah. earlier, you told me like two ninety nine. No, that was that was the Pioneer version. Oh, okay. Does this device play back one hundred twenty eight kilobit per second MP three files? Yeah, absolutely not. Mono. Yeah. Uh, but it does <laughs> it also mono for uh, one hundred twenty eight mono would be nice. Yeah. Nice we, what is crisp. the podcast? Uh, 64, 64 kilobit yeah, per second. Mono usually is. Yeah. yeah. For uh, it also supports all the major streaming things like you know Pandora and Spotify and. So it has actual apps on it. Yeah, it's an Android device. Yeah, Android device. device. Well, With I, the I have Fire. a Calyx M, and they put their proprietary UI over Android, mm-hmm. and it's completely locked out. You can only use oh, your proprietary interface to do stuff that you've synced to it or put on it with like an SD card. Nope. This has the Play Store, I believe. That's interesting. They were saying. So you could it's potentially like get firmware Android updates device. right to the device. Probably. That sort of thing. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, it's a, it's a neat-looking product. Uh, again, you know, Pioneer and Ankyo are, are kind of getting close together, and, and Pioneer has some interesting things. I just went next door, talked to them. Uh, I listened to the SE Master headphones. They're the twenty four ninety nine. Uh, the interesting thing about that is it's an open-ear design. I think it's a 50-millimeter diaphragm. Anyway... Uh, one guy makes it in one factory, and he makes one a day. <laughs> so, hence the twenty five hundred dollars price tag. E- exactly. This is and uh, it's a really it's interesting design. Eight hours a day. That's funny because Pioneer yeah. has been moving away from high end. Their elite line was high end for so long, and now it's like they make the budget elite integrated amplifiers, yeah. and they have they have some better stuff, but they yeah. actually <laughs> pretty much. Was it Pioneer who was purchased by Onkyo? Is that how yeah, it went? I think so. And they kind of have phased out the high-end Pioneer, and it's now high-end Onkyo. Yeah. But now they're mm-hmm. more of the consumer brand. But anyway, yeah. uh, they, they also have a uh, digital audio player. I forgot to get all the, the information, took a picture of it. But it's essentially a single uh, amp deck version of the Onkyo one. And it is, I think it is two ninety nine. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a lot more compelling because there's there's a lot of stuff in that thousand ish. I might range, be so. I might be as a as a non audiophile ish type person really at all. I might be willing to try something for three hundred dollars to try to teach myself how to listen to music better as opposed to something that's like and it's extremely portable and you take it to the office yeah. and you well, plug and like, your speakers yeah. in. And, e- yeah. Even if you're not an audiophile, I think like moving back towards a dedicated audio device instead of using our phones for all that stuff might be a better idea because like you know if you're I mean, if you're, I guess, I don't know. You used to make fun of me for carrying my Zune HD around. I never made fun of you for your Zune. Yeah, you did. No, yeah. I didn't. I'm going to step up on the soapbox for a second here and say, no. if, if you, a viewer of television, it's you, right so, here. You, it's you, right you, here. You, no, it's right here. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Side address. 
if you look at a, a 4K TV playing native 4K content, you're like, wow, it looks really crisp, it looks really good. Mm -hmm. And then you look at like poor content on that, you're like, oh, that's like scaling or something. 480p look good. Like, video, yeah, that's, yeah. That's really yeah. bad. Or somebody's like casting their phone up on the screen and playing a 320 YouTube video they found. And like, that looks so bad. Mm -hmm. And it's apparent. And you're like, that's really blurry. That's better. That's kind of soft. That's really sharp. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very easy to do that with with visual stuff, with, it is. with video. But we don't call people like, oh, you're a videophile? You're, you can, a, you're like a visualist. 4K native, you videophile? You like to see? But if I listen to 96K 24-bit music and I can hear the difference and I can hear if something's being sampled up that's lower mm -hmm. bit rate or if I listen to an MP3, I'm like, oh, it's an MP3. On high enough in the equipment that I can tell the difference... I'm suddenly just oh you're an audio file. I didn't say it as a derogatory term. You it's always just have. A ter it's just you a always have. <laughs> You've never liked me, Dad. Never. Josh was always your favorite. It, it, I learned this week that it has a an actual definition term. Right? What? No, it that doesn't. Was yeah, it does. Last week when was it? You last week we're degrading my pick of the week. I was for saying yeah, but it has audio file in the title. How am I supposed to feel about that? Yeah. No, that's true. I, you know, I take back what I said just now. I take back what I said right now, and I revert back to what I said last week. A degenerate. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, all right. Well, that was cool. Um, but uh, let's see. Asus. Ken and I went to go see Asus. We're only the Asus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, you know, and it turns out I already they, fell asleep once. They didn't have uh, that much stuff, honestly. Um, they had they had some new networking gear. Uh, they had a they had a, a USB eight hundred two eleven AC adapter that, like, when you unopened it up, looked like like a like some kind of angry insect. It was it was odd. Um, they had two cable modems. Yeah, they they integrated a cable modem into a four by four AC router. Yeah. Second question: Did they specify whether it was Oxus three or three point one? Uh, three dot oh, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, so then you're locked into three. Who is this company? Asus. And Asus. You've, it's your router to. I was hoping it would be like the newest. No. Is it going to work with DD Wirt and like aftermarket firmware and Probably stuff? Not. I have no idea. I didn't ask that. Mm. They made a bigger deal out of being DD. Can you WRT do that if it has a cable mode this year? I don't think that's my concern. It would have to be a separate part of it. Did you see the new yeah. um, MU MIMO router announced by? Hey, it's it's two inches pulled away. Off the table. It, it, it sounds bad. Come on, concentrate. You have to talk into the microphone. You can't talk into the side of it. It's true. Alan, did you read our excellent news post about the new Linksys router? Uh, I did not yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I they're 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 emphasizing, and they actually had a separate press release about emphasizing uh, immediate availability of custom firmware. They're not mm. they took so much crap for releasing that big 1900 AC, yeah. and with a lockdown chip and no kind of being wishy washy oh, about wait. immediate access to firmware from who from OpenWRT. They said they they were releasing products that were DDWRT. Compatible. That's the exact same thing they said with the 1900 AC. All right. Uh, that's word for word. No, but with the 1900 AC launch, they said, oh, that'll be coming soon. We're working on that. No, they said compatible. Because wasn't like, it an issue with the actual Qualcomm chipset? Uh, Not having DDW. It, was, it wasn't Qualcomm, it was Marvell. It was Marvell, that's right. It's because they were using Marvell and like. They don't they're, now they're using drivers. Qualcomm. They oh, were using Marvell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that was, the, that was the catch. If they're using a radio that's more. Either known and also has 
proper open source, like, uh, you know, open source drivers that they can integrate, like the DD Work guys and the Tomato guys can just integrate in, into their build. Right. Right. Um, I also think they're using the same chipset. I don't know this for sure, but they're advertising a 1.4 gigahertz dual core for basically all of them. Okay. These higher end ones use the same one. Okay. Well, it's good. I mean, I'm glad that they're hopefully going to be able to get into it because it took, it took like over a year for the, that 1900 AC for that first one to come out mm. um, for it to get any sort of uh, for, you know proper firmware support from anybody else. Anyway, Asus. Yeah. So they made some networking gear. It, it, it's cool they're getting into the cable modem game So because they have a standalone one too. So maybe... Oh, like more price competitive? Or? Uh, they they weren't really talking pricing, well, but eventually like, of, of the, the hopefully someone yeah. other than Motorola right. will sell cable Motorola, modems. Motorola, you, you go and buy. it's like seventy nine ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine. They said they said they had like approval from all of like it was certified for all of the cable networks and stuff like that, and it was going to be very price competitive. Like it was going to be low That's cost. Cool. Like they're trying yeah. to do that. My concern is to some extent sometimes your cable modem is a sacrificial lamb for uh, lightning and stuff like that. Like people sure. get house gets struck by lightning. Yeah, what but happens? This doesn't change anything. Well, yeah, it does because normally only your modem would get fried. Now your modem slash router is getting fried well, at the same time. Uh, I mean, the router part would still work, but it's no longer a modem anymore. Yeah, I mean the same thing. You just have to buy another modem again, right? They're, they're selling. Like a they sell a separate freestanding back, modem, or is too. it just like a switch? Uh, it's a switch. So no there, there's probably, there's probably a WAN port. Oh, uh, yeah. there, there probably is one just for the heck of it. Like somebody should have done a news post on this. I don't know. Look at a picture of the back of it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good I, question. I looked like, at the back of it. And I think there's a WAN. You port. think there's a WAN port? Yeah. Okay. Um, if we look at like so, they, we looked at a couple of motherboards. We've already talked about them. The the Maximus Eight formula that has all the LED light strip connections and stuff like that. That was really cool. We saw the AMD 970 board with SLI support. Um, just they, real quick, I yeah. saw the 805 demo was using that board. The AMD 970 uh, board? Maximus. Oh, the 8 Hero formula? Alpha, or it was the formula. Yeah. Whichever one that has had the, the LED RGB connections. Headers. And so the case was cycling through its own RGB, mm-hmm. and it was being controlled by the motherboard that was also cycling its own logo. So they had the same four yes. pin, like the kind of standard RGB yes. four pin connection. So that was That's my cool. first experience seeing it. At, That's and, cool. That's a good really implementation really, really for well. it. Yeah. Um, they had uh, a 24-inch G-Sync monitor, TN, um, 1080p, but it was like a smaller one. Uh, I think it was going to be 549. Um, mm-hmm. It's less expensive than other G-Sync monitors, but it's still too expensive. Like it's 1080p. Yeah. Um, but they said they had a lot of requests for it. They had a lot of requests of people asking for smaller versions. Uh, and then the other monitor we saw was the uh, ROG... 348Q, I think. Is that 4K? No, it's a 3440 by 1440 ultra-wide display. Oh, okay. Uh, they actually announced it at Computex, I think, as well. It's like It has this really cool, as Ken called it, a helical like foot design, like pedestal design, where it kind of looks twist, like it's being twisted as the stand comes down. It has a, a light that projects a red ROG logo onto the desk. Which is just kind of stupid. I because cool gamers, looking. red. I think it's cool looking. Red, sharp edges. Um, it has just it has good industrial design on it. It's good. It looks nice. What's the refresh? Uh, 100 hertz. Oh, okay. 100 hertz. And I think they're going to be able to go above that. Oh, I think they might be able to go above that. We'll see. Um, they weren't real um, committal on it, is but they, it, but is they it were user sounding user adjustable. 
Can the user go so from like if you if you if you look at the the Predator X thirty four, which is essentially the same panel uh, from Acer today, it is it comes at seventy five, and you can overclock it to a hundred. Um, it's not, this one is going to come. The Asus one's going to come at a hundred out of the box, huh. and I think I, I think it'll be able to go above that. That'd so we cool. might get thirty for forty, maybe like one twenty or something like that, which would be that'd be really be pretty neat. It's still going to be an expensive piece. It's going to be like same price range as that Acer. It's going to be twelve hundred bucks yeah. or something like that, uh, and that's actually shipping on February first. So uh, pretty soon on that. Uh, and then the last thing we saw was the uh, external dock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the a R G two no X G two external graphics to X G two, uh, and this was an external dock for discrete graphics card um, that uses two USB three point one Type C connectors to connect back to the machine. Now, what's interesting about that is it uses two cables. Um, if it only has one cable, it's doing PCI Express three point by two. If it has two cables, it's doing PCI Express three point by four. So depending on how sensitive you are to how much bandwidth that GPU is using, if you use two cables, it'll also power the laptop that it's connected to off of uh, uh, the, you know, the power bricks that are charging the external graphics unit itself. Um, so that's kind of a nice little add-on. Um, supports, I think, of 460 watts of power. So you know, basically any GPU that's out there. Across two external power supplies, which is interesting. Yeah, there's, so there's two external power bricks that you plug in to the box. And the reasoning for it was, well, I, for me, I think just one 460-watt power brick is probably going to be unwieldy. Idea. But they had two. It's like, well, if you're putting like a 150-watt GPU in there, then you only have to plug in one of them. Right, you don't actually have to plug in. At least it gives both. you the option. Yeah. If you put in a I, 960 me, and you had to use both, that would right. be great. For me personally, I would be worried about like having 150 watt in there and then like losing the second adapter when I wanted to upgrade the video oh, card or something happen. later. Yeah. So I would probably just leave them both plugged in. What I recommend doing is laying them side by side, taping them together and just that's it. Forget Could, about nothing it. could go wrong. Yeah. Um it, it's an interesting device like you, you to really take full advantage of it, you need two USB 3.1 type C connectors. Uh, it's using PCI Express for the data transfer. It's not using Thunderbolt. Um, it's using PCI Express, like uh, so. In theory, it has like one less logical hop mm-hmm. before between um, um, the device and stuff. So it's it's really cool. It's it's closer to like the idea of the universal one, but we saw one in AMD, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Razer. Razer one, that yeah. is literally... Thunderbolt 3. Thunderbolt 3 has... Like, hot plug yeah. capability into a system. Uh, and we didn't actually see it working, but they swear that it has hot plug capability into the system. They're going the route that Intel's recommending, because Intel mentions with when they were talking about Thunderbolt 3 in the beginning, that external GPUs they will support with Thunderbolt 3. Mm-hmm. It's built into Windows 10 now, mostly because Microsoft built it for the Surface Book. Right, I think so. so. They're yeah. hooks that AMD and NVIDIA can hook into in Windows 10 to make their driver work. Yep. Seems like it might, might be It might thing. be getting close. Might. Uh, I don't think there's anything else... At Asus that we saw that stood out to me, um, like I said, I think they're kind of – they're taking a stance now where I think they got a little bit poo-pooed on for shipping or, or announcing and talking about a lot of stuff at Computex. And then now they're here announcing and talking about a lot about the same same stuff at CES. And now it's going to be available in the next month. So they're maybe like slowing down how early they start chatting about things. But yeah. um, So there's that. Uh, Alan, anything from A-Data or OCZ you want to bring up? All right, so uh, A-Data, um, they always have, like, they try to go really crazy on the RAM stuff. Sure. 
Uh, so their current thing is they had a demo running a DDR4 3868. Seems high. Uh, seemed pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. It was yep. just like their newest XPG whatever, you know, sure. RAM. Um, the storage stuff from them, um, they are going to be using the new Silicon Motion controller that can, the one we were talking about the other day, they can, or actually we had a post on that one up, that mm-hmm. can talk to Intel and Micron, like 3D NAND. 3D NAND. Right. So they actually had a demo of that new Silicon Motion controller running uh, two terabytes worth of that Micron hmm. um, NAND. Um, which is cool. So that's going to be an upcoming SSD. They don't have a model name of it yet. Okay. Nothing that's launching very soon. No. Um, and, uh, also they're going to, they plan to have a, just like everybody else. And like, (laughs) this is a PCI NVMe SSD, but they they were very clear that their push was first into enterprise on that. So they're taking the Silicon motion. Um, you know, that other controller that they showed us, that Silicon Motion was also being clear on saying, look, this is probably just OEM slash enterprise right. at first. ADATA is putting that into an enterprise product first. So they'll have that in M.2, and they'll have that also in a U.2 drive. That's a two, ter- oh, okay. two terabyte yeah, drive. Yeah. So finally, there'll be somebody other Somebody than, else making a U.2 um, uh, product. Yeah, they'll be the second people. From the sounds of it, you got to have two before you um, can have three in a dozen. Uh, yeah, basically. That's a good saying. I just made that up. I'm gonna write that one down. Um, and then they were just, you know, yeah, three in a dozen. And then they had some other kind of, you know, they're they're gonna make XPG dims that have like LEDs on them and kind of bling Ooh. stuff. And Wait, are they gonna have RGB LEDs? Uh, no, sixteen point eight million it, colors. It, it looked like it looked like they were prototype. Kind of things <laughs> and not even finalized, but it looks like they were just going to be like the color of whatever the the dim was. I used to have some DDR2 dims, and, and they kind of had on them. Their eyes, and, and they kind of just had like a heartbeat yes. thing, a slow heartbeat pulse thing going to them. But this was the year know. of the RGB. If it's not RGB, I don't care. Uh, yeah, yeah. When we do our year in review podcast, trends of 2016, RGB. We don't know if it would be best uh, or worst. Basically, but um, both. And they really didn't have, you know. Okay. Their other big news was that all the like. Remember in previous years they were push. I said they were like had a crap load of like LED light bulbs as well that they yeah. were trying to do. Yeah. And they never sold them in the U.S. because they never UL listed them. Mm. So apparently that's going to happen. So then they're going to flood the market with LED light bulbs. Flood. Get it? Flood with all the. Yes. I prefer them to spot it. Um. And then they're also working on... Uh, they had a bright idea of bringing them here. What were they showing? <laughs> that wasn't funny. No, was really... <laughs> Why you laugh? Immediately. It's a really, really bright idea. Um, uh, OCZ. So that, yep, OCZ. Uh, Revo Drive 400, I actually Ooh. saw one. Uh, so that's just their M.2. PCIe NVMe. PCIe NVMe. Um, Enterprise or consumer? No, consumer. Okay, uh, cool. It's just a Revo Drive 400, but, and the Revo line is... Uh, you know, Revo Drive line is consumer line, but this is the um, first Toshiba consumer NVMe controller we've heard about, correct. or the first time—not the first time we've heard about it, but yes, and it's not—and it's not Jet Express. Yeah, Jet Express is the enterprise one, right? That was what OCC's enterprise one was going to be before they became acquired by Toshiba. So I think Jet Express kind of evaporated, um, yeah, and, or just died on the vine or yeah. something. Um, all right, so there's that we got to look at, and then cool. there is an upcoming Tryon 150. We reviewed the Tryon 100, right? And loved it, and 
did not love it, uh, mm-hmm. but they were very, very clear that the Tryon 150 will not do the little take a nap every 20 seconds thing that the Tryon 100 did. I um, called it. The, again, I called it the Ken 100. Um, <laughs> the other Once Ken, again, Ken PC perspective changing the SSD industry. That's right. You. Um, Keep that in mind in the future I, weeks. I guess. And then um, they actually do have some enterprise stuff coming up as well. Uh, Z Drive 6300. Sounds like so, a router. Uh, kinda. Um, Z Drive. That's the more enterprisey one, right? It's the 6300. Uh, yeah, the Z Drive is the more enterprisey one. So that yeah. one's going to be like. Half white, half length card, you know, kind of like a Intel, you know, P thirty seven hundred ish kind of thing, right? Just like enterprise SSD, yeah. and also in U dot two, so it'll basically be like OCZ's equivalent of the Intel P series um, SSDs. Yes, also in U dot two. So finally, another U dot two, but option. Yeah, but again, it's you know what they say. Intel are the only guys making a consumer branded or consumer marketed. U.2 drive. Yeah. Everybody else that's gone U.2 has specifically gone in, in their enterprise part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but once they get cheap enough, once PCI NVMe storage gets cheap enough, we'll want drive base full I, of them. I guess. It's just, yeah. yeah Can't really I do that know. with M.2. I just see people, and they actually, OCC actually asked me about that. They're like, oh, what, do you, what do you guys think about U.2 or what do you think about U.2? And I told them, like, I don't want to do that hassle anymore if I have M.2 and I could just stick it on the motherboard and be done with it. But then you only have one drive. That's great. That's not great. Or you have two or three. America wants RAID. But do you have your RAID in your home system? Make America great again. Maybe. Or do you have your RAID of mass storage sitting in your NAS? Yeah, but eventually mass storage will be SSDs. If you think about it, storage right? is too slow. Uh, no. At 10 mass storage per gigabyte, it's going to take a long time. megabytes per second is too slow. That's too slow for you? Two gig per second is too slow for you? I, I feel like I'm waiting milliseconds longer than I need. That's to. okay. Who who is it that who was it that sent that three uh, the triple M dot two gigabyte? Uh, gigabyte makes a triple M dot two. Why do laptops have all the fun? Why do no 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 no? no. It's a this was a motherboard. This was a desktop motherboard. Really? It had, I've seen M dot two in laptops. Before. No, dude. This is this this, is, this yeah. had uh, this and had. There are actually quite a few motherboards that have two. This had four. Right, well, there's at least several. It, Don't it, listen to anything I say. Its PCI slots were set up like every other slot was the full length PCI, right? And then that little gap between there you had each three you them? had three gaps between the four slots, right? And each I'm one sorry of those three gaps perspective is skewed by is the an fact M.2. That my motherboard has one M.2. Yeah, see, so you can do triple M.2 in SSD any event, raid. U.2 here to stay forever. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, just, like, that, just like SATA Express, just like SATA Express. Uh, um, yeah, and that's it for them. OCZ? And then uh, that's it for OCZ. Okay. Uh, did you already get to the Patriot part? No, we haven't gotten schedule? to Patriot yet. No, not yet. Okay, good. When I say Patriot out loud, that's your cue. Got it. Now we're going to talk about something, probably the most intriguing uh, CES visit that any of us have ever had. Uh, Sebastian Uh-oh. went to Monoprice. <laughs> Monoprice oh, yeah. literally sells something for everyone. So I think they actually make. So how many everything. how many um, HDMI to DVI adapters did you see? Uh, none. They weren't really showcasing some of those. Uh, okay, so it came with the press three dollar part. So I want I want to do this like let's go through this relatively quickly. But like okay. the amount of stuff that they showed was kind of insane. Mm-hmm. They had a three D printer. They have a three D printer. They for had several. A, really? They had I, yeah. They had a three D printer that was what is the FDM. Okay. It, it's 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 a technology you're thinking of where you print layer by layer. It goes through like a okay. high glue gun extruder right. type deal. This and is $199. Cares layer by layer. $199 isn't, isn't unheard of, but looks like a really nice package. Yeah, it's okay. pre-built. 
It's not a kit or anything. You take it out of the box. Uh, it has a, a hot plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heated bed. Heated bed. I know I nothing got, I about have 3D printers. So that, that's and I told I him I know th- about, nothing about 3D printers, but I was staring at this thing for $199 and thinking I, need to have I could one. find a way I could, to yeah, use I could it. learn some stuff about 3D oh, printers. Yeah. No, I've got a USB connection. I will replace Alan's desk. Yeah. Yeah. So they also had a DLP base. <laughs> yes, a stereolithography, an SLA. What? What's that mean? So there's two extruders? No, it, 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 this is completely different. This is it's- wild. They, okay, so it, a little bit of material is in this little chamber. Mm-hmm. And then from below with DLP, they actually make an Digital image Digital light it. projection. Yes, they make an image on it. That Wait, cures. you were serious. I was making that up. Okay. No, no absolutely. It's a, it's a UV, cures, it's a UV image, they put right? another one micron thick uh, layer over it and do it again. And you eventually okay. make something in 3D yeah. that way, but you can do it to, what is it, one? It's mm, extremely high resolution. It's, it's ten times the resolution of the other stuff. Of the other stuff. The, the trade-off being... How much is this device? Three ninety nine. The, the trade off be, built, being build size, you can only make really tiny stuff with the one they were showing. Yeah, it was, they can get it was a bigger, little, but it was a container. Mm. Like the actual material goes into something about the size of like yeah. a silver it, dollar, it, it, a little bit bigger than that. It, it's liquid resin that's UV that cures under UV light. So they yep. do like a negative mask. And we're talking, have, and they have the negative ones, but they're much more expensive. In that, they put a plate down at the bottom. They they do some kind of laser. And then uh, you know they pop it up. They do the next layer. They pop it up. The next next layer. <laughs> That's what this is. I thought it was going down. No, it goes up. Yeah. Oh. So the well, never mind then. The application of it was uh, extremely fine detail items like jewelry. You can use it to Could make jewelry. Could you make an HDMI to DVI adapter? I don't know, but at that detail level, I was just staring at it, and the first thing I thought of was Star Wars. I was thinking about. You could make your own like Star Destroyer or something that was so shockingly detailed. Like tabletop games. Put little tiny ridges in like a one inch model. What? So, so, so as a side make note, your own I tried building game. one of these a couple of months ago. Yeah. A three D printer or a tabletop? Game? A three D printer out of a DLP like projector. A and like that's what this one is. Yeah, and and a the uh, stepper motor from an optical drive. It went all right. So. Uh, did you make awesome stuff. I'm gonna make. I'm Not gonna really. make. I'm gonna make Steve up. send us one of these it's each. So cool. One of each of these. <laughs> but just to give you a quick idea, when I walked in the room, the first thing I looked at try was a seven-channel home theater amplifier. Like what? they're actually making a high-end dual toroidal transformer, 300 watt per channel, seven-channel. This company <laughs> for fifteen hundred dollars. But if they're you the think jack that, of all trades. but for what it is and what it can do, that doesn't seem outrageously high at all. If you look at what the industry standards are for that, it's just and it's class AB. It's huge and heavy. They're not even using class D amplifiers for it. Like Monoprice is making not just an amplifier, which I don't understand, and class D probably no AB that operates in class A for the first how much is this? So many watts, fourteen ninety nine. It's more expensive because you need toroidal transformers and it has a lot of power output. Is that a AB. is that a reasonable price? Is that a low price? It's not a low price. For that class? No. Because okay. you would expect to see something like this. Well, for that class, no. It's not a high price. Okay. But it's, it's there's a lot range. of stuff in around $1,000 that isn't as powerful. Okay. It's, yeah. it's banking on the fact that it's significantly more powerful. It's not 100 okay. watt or 125 watt per channel. It's 300 watts. Uh, I they, believe did, per channel. Did, that bit is stereo output. Did they show a drone? They had a drone. They didn't just have a drone. 
They had a racing drone that goes over <laughs> 70 miles an hour. Well, they are just like trying to outdo everybody on everything. And at the I same was time. being shown this drone, which unfortunately they would not fly for me in, in, the inside the suite. Yeah, 70 but, miles an hour into the wall. <laughs> I said we can just go outside. I pointed to the grass outside the window, and they're like, mm, "No, like." <laughs> Okay. Yeah, when I was any of these, yeah, I was hearing about with this, and they said they weren't going to be able to demo yeah. it. And I was disappointed. But the the um, propellers on this thing actually they, rotate. Yeah. Oh, the thing pitch control. Left. Yeah, pitch control. That's yeah. awesome. And so, even though it was made for more like enthusiasts and racing, and he said there's you know a lot of racing leagues coming up, and it's kind of becoming there more are. an enthusiast thing. This, because of the pitch control, would actually be an excellent camera if you're just using it for that purpose because it can help steady it and yeah. you'd rely less on digital image stabilization. Hmm. So that was really cool. And this is just like not even close to our like <laughs> our purview. So what else what else do they have? Like without giving any details. Well, they what they an M.2 SSD show? yet? Less detail? Okay. <laughs> a thirty four inch curved monitor. It was seventy five hertz. Variable refresh? Not variable refresh. Okay. Seventy five hertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, four ninety nine, but it's like fourteen forty p. Wait, wait, it's ultra wide, thirty four. Ultra wide. How much 30, dollars did you say? Four ninety nine. Four hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, that seems really cheap. Yeah, for thirty four forty by fourteen forty, or yes. is it twenty five sixty by ten eighty? No, no, no. thirty four wow. forty. Is that possible? Fourteen forty. Okay, it's, it's just it's, the panel. It's and the, the R two thousand. It's not the super curved one right, that we're gonna right. see this year. So it's the Asus one we talked about before was a looked really nice though. One. It had it had kind of that Samsung look to it, like Samsung TVs from two years ago, mm-hmm. like this really simple silver base. Yeah, and it looked nice. But okay. then I looked over across the room and they had a twenty four or twenty seven inch. I don't remember fourteen forty p just standard monitor. Mm-hmm. We that saw that at EVGA. It's the one that demo system was hooked up to. The mon- the one running mono- Tomb Raider. A mono price monitor. Pretty sure. Well, damn it. Anyway, go unfortunately, ahead. the the they basically uh, on their in their press release, they're they're previewing an upcoming 4K 27 inch that they're going to be selling for 4.99, and it is an LG IPS panel. Mm-hmm. So now we know how much that panel costs. And five dollars. One that was actually there on display was a very low cost, very nice looking uh, 1440p model hmm. that's going to be. Uh, showing up on their site very soon for half of that. So wow! And the the discussion is, and what's actually going to the, the actual language you're going to be seeing on Monoprice or maybe have been seeing on Monoprice is they're using A plus panels. He says they've been using A plus panels for a while, but they're right. gonna, going forward. These are A plus grade panels. They're literally from the same production lines as the other brands, and they are also offering their own kind of perfect pixel guarantee. I think they have to call it pixel perfect guarantee because of the trademark. But it sound this this all sounds like uh, somebody had a meeting about nine months ago and said, "Look, cables, it's not it anymore. You know what's it? Three D printers, drones, monitors. What else do they have? Yeah, but they've been doing this crap forever. Receivers, right? But- I forgot. I forgot the monitor. I think the thirty four inch monitor. Yep. Display port one point three. Really? Yes. Hmm, interesting. So they have been doing this stuff for a while. Uh, you can buy a musical instrument at Clearly, they price. have a lot of experience buying things in China that they can get the best quality out of these factories and locations and thus bringing oh, them over here. They had dual driver in-ear headphones that they're, they're pitting up against the Shures for $19. What? <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, yeah. So do you go ahead and compare these against the $200 Shures? Like, I wish I could right now. 
But they look nineteen dollars, nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. My God, dual driver. What are they? What are these guys doing? Everything. What are, apparently, what they do is they they drive around China. Yeah. And they find everybody that makes all the stuff and says, "We will give you less dollars to make those things for us." Oh, like, oh my less dollars, you say? <laughs> How many do you need? Less. Oh, okay. Less is more. I, after I like all. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that's it's it's incredibly interesting to me. Mono prices has become like a legit like geek store. Like yeah. you could just go there and just buy like yeah. geeky, interesting things. We're gonna get yeah, a bunch little robots and like or like little uh, kits and yeah. We're gonna get a bunch of this stuff. I'm gonna uh, in fact I'm gonna send an email to Steve right now. Just send one. Send him one of everything. One, one of everything. Should have taken video and just like that's panned across the room and that's all. Right. We would like all of these. Like we're one of those. One all right, of we're those. getting there. We're getting there. Uh, Lee and Lee, anything in particular stand out? Uh, they had a uh, yacht. PC the yacht boat. Enclosure. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. Josh, you'd like this. It's a boat shaped like it's a case shaped it's like a, a boat, boat shaped like a yacht. <laughs> um, unlike <laughs> the boats that go under the water, which aren't really boats at all. They're boats. No, they're nope. boats. They're and boats. this beautiful yacht featured, boats. featured partially sinking. What boats. Yes. trendy feature? Uh, sunroof. Nope. Um, trendy in the computer industry in 2016. Oh, RGB. Yes. Yes. An Damn RGB it. controller. Down where the uh, cap, like the bridge. I was going to say a lotion. Now, you're uh, not operating dispatcher. the wheel of this boat, but you can operate a miniature wheel that changes the color intensity. Yes. So Are I, you serious? I felt yes. like I was really on the high seas as I twisted the blue knob and the red <laughs> knob and then the red knob and made different color combinations. That's nice. That's fantastic. All right. So it's a mini ITX enclosure inside of the cabin of a yacht. A boat case. But yeah, they, they do this kind of limited edition sort of fun thing sure. every year and they did a train before. That's right. I'm seeing that. Now yeah, this yeah. is cooler than the train. Yeah. It actually looks pretty cool. Uh, they also had uh, a table desk that was that height was cool. adjustable. The power adjustable yes. height. Um, it looked exactly like a table desk. Thank you. <laughs> it looked like a desk <laughs> that you could also use as a table. That's what he said. I know. Okay. It's not. It's so, not. Just making sure this is on him. And for not anybody who doesn't know, Lee and Lee makes frighteningly expensive desks that are tempered you glass. Know, you know, I hope they listen to this because they were supposed to send me one like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Here's probably. the thing. It's probably still in the they, post- postal system. Yeah, I true. asked them for a review sample of this desk. Mm-hmm. It is a power up and down, height adjustable, standing or sitting desk. Anything in between. It had the same kind of uh, presets that you have in like some cars where it's you can a- like, choose your particular height and it's right. preset yep. one, two, three, wow. four. Memory settings, yes, essentially. memory yeah. settings. And it's a table desk. It, yep. And it looked really nice, very clean. Had that IKEA look to it. It looked just like the IKEA one, except it was. I see why you're attracted to it. Was metal. I was instantly. Yeah. Except it was metal. And did this uh, one hold one PC or two PCs? Just one, I okay. think. Yeah. I know they had the dual PC one next to it. Okay. Okay. But unlike the old ones, where the the entire drawer slid out, and there were kind of concerns about it possibly tipping, and there's limitations on the amount of weight you could have in the drawer. Mm-hmm. This one, the entire top, just the glass just one big comes piece up. of glass. You just set it off to the side, and it has like these soft mounts, and you mm-hmm. set it back down on top. Cool. So that was really cool. He would not commit to a price. Well, I'm not even going to speculate on a price. It's going to be a few hundred dollars more because of the automatic lift. Yep, yep. It holds about 60 pounds, I think, roughly. So even dual monitor setups and some so stuff on it. So one 22-inch CRT? Yes. <laughs> well, no. You no, those were like 75. Pounds? Oh, yeah, 75, those are 75 pounds. Um and then, what else did they have? But I told them I wanted a review sample, by the way. 
He's like, well, only one for North America. I said, we can be that one. No, because we let yes, us be that that's, one. That's how they. Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, we'll deal with it. Then, just let. I just want to let you know now. The PC perspective wants one. Okay, but we'll see what happens. All right. And then they were showing some other things, just like color coordinating. Sure. You know, cases with matching keyboards or with RGB thing. lights. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. As I wrote in this list, Patriot. You wanted. Patriot. Hey, do you want to know the big thing from Patriot? Yes. Yes. Uh, U.2 SSD. Uh, NVMe PCIe M.2. What gen? What RGB gen lights? PCIe. Uh, uh, what do you think? One dot Oh. <laughs> What's that right? PCI 1.0. PCI 1.0, one lane. PCI 33 megahertz. 25 megabytes plus. per second. ISA and that's to SSD. ISA. ISA is ISA 16 bit yes. interface. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, 490 gig card. is going to be the Patriot Hellfire. Hellfire. It's right. going to be M.2 PCIe Gen 3 by 4. Okay. The end? Who's um, controlling? Actually, I'm not sure on that one. You failed. You didn't. Yeah. You had one job. Uh, no, so oh, here, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, they didn't know offhand. They the didn't know the person, the person that was there, the person is well, not yeah. the designer of this SSD that was there, and they I had think, a sticker. I think. I think I even wanna, if you're not the designer, I didn't want to peel their sticker. I didn't want to peel their stickers off. No, of their, that's fine. That's their fine. things, you know. At the rated write speeds that they have for that one, what is the limitation there? It seems really low. Uh, it's probably TLC. Okay. Uh, did they have any SSDs that were ten cents a gig? No. Moving on. Come no, on. They did not. They did not. Right, seriously, is that is that? That was the big okay. thing. Everything okay. else was That's not fine. that not that big. Um, we went to see Logitech. They gave us one of their uh, G five hundred two Spectrum, right? Uh, uh, Proteus Spectrum. Proteus and Spectrum. Guess what the Spectrum means. RGB mother effer. Um, so this is the same G502 that has existed before. They just added RGB lighting to it, uh, controlled in their software, being able to be keyed with their headphones and keyboards and all that stuff. Um, and it, it's, it's, I actually am a huge fan of that mouse, the way it feels and, and moves. It's just the right weight for what I want to do. Uh, and it, all that is unchanged. Uh, they just added RGB lighting to it, which a lot of people like. Uh, and Logitech is really good software for controlling that type of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, way better than what we've seen from the competition like Corsair uh, in just, terms of Just think of the glorious future where you have to have 10 applications installed on a computer to get all of the RGB LEDs to work. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's a lot of that. I kind of asked them because two nights ago we talked about Corsair's keyboards, or it was last night, where Corsair's keyboards were going to have, you know, an. SDK to try to get game developers to program directly to their keyboard so you can adjust lights based on what's happening in the game. Logitech has been doing that for a while as well. And I asked both these companies, like, yeah, you know, any chance if you guys, you know, get together, get this together and, and make it like one kind of open SDK? And he's like, probably not. It's like, okay. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Do that, we just need a direct X variant for direct keyboard control for yeah. RGB lighting and mouse and headphones and cases and motherboards. And SSDs <laughs> and RAM. And, and RAM, things. yeah. And power supplies with the LEDs. And then just LEDs that you add yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we just need... Thermaltake had power supplies with RGB Fans. LEDs. Did, you really, did they really? Yes. Okay. Well, my work here is done. Someone's making a lot of money off RGB LEDs. <laughs> China. And it ain't us. It's China. Um, so that was Logitech, um, uh, who sponsored us out here for CES. So if you, in case you ever wonder that we're like biased and all we do is pimp their stuff, we literally talked about Logitech for about... 60 seconds. You did speak positively about it. I did. Pure bias. 
love that mouse. Love Hate that the people. Mouse. And I'm not talking about Mickey. I'm talking about G502. Um, DMC takedown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan, what else did you see? Micron, Crucial, Samsung? Uh, they didn't have a lot to announce right then. Um, and that was the last one. Actually, uh, it's not on the schedule, but I went to Kingston. Oh, right. Um, they were showing that uh, Seven Gamers won PC. Mm-hmm. That the Linus group did. Is that who put that together? Mm-hmm. They said they couldn't get it to work, but it was there and it looked cool. They couldn't get it to work, you but mean, it was there. The PC that he put together didn't work properly? Uh, I, I know. Well, mm. you take a computer that has like a custom made water block and ship it. And ship it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was in this case. Seven nano water blocks all in a row. Like seven looked, water blocks, and then like a custom. It looked uh, pretty cool. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. Like, it's definitely awesome to look at. But they said they couldn't get it working. But, First day of the show. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that was there. That was cool to see. Uh, I'll probably include that picture of that when I type right up the kinks and stuff. Um, they are showing what's going to be a half height, half length. Uh, PCIe 3.0 by 8 SSD. Okay. What? It's gonna be it's gonna be enterprise, but it's gonna Finally. be from Kingston. Uh, and it's going to do six gigabytes per second and 1.25 million. You know what? IOPS. I don't need RAID anymore. What controller is that? Uh, it is through a company called Liquid, and I'm not sure what they're actually using. It's might that might be. Is that L I Q I D? L I Q I D. Um, it's from a company called spell. Lucid. Nope. Um, this is not a fabulous simic. Ooh, that could be a fabulous. And then, and then they showed, and then they also showed a one U rack mount system, with I think it was six of those installed in it. So it was like forty-eight terabytes. Of see, I need rating again. That's actually yeah. Um, kind of have to do like software rate or something. So, did they have any benchmarks running on it? Did they? Uh, yeah, they were showing it running over uh, over a million IOPS. On no, the on the on the six combined. Oh, on system. the six? No, they didn't have that. It was running, but they I don't know if they. So, is this is this going to be anywhere close to consumer pricing? I I don't think so. They didn't have pricing mm-hmm. then because it's not an official okay. official thing yet. Then what else they got? Um, and they're doing their typical Kingston stuff. They got like you know gaming headsets and updates and Xbox hard drives. Do they have a PCI Express NVMe M.2 SSD? Oh, gee. Uh, yeah, they did. And uh, what is... Whose controller? Uh, and is it 10 cents per gig? Actually, I don't think they've settled on the controller yet for that. So on sale next week. Shouldn't that be like the first thing um, you decide? No, first you decide to well, do Well, they one. did have a demo unit showing, like, I think it was Fizon driving TLC Flash. And they were the idea was, you know, it was sitting in a nook. So they're trying to show, you know, hey, look, we, we can make a Nook uh, M.2 SSD as well. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and uh, then they're, and they're going to update the HyperX Predator. That's the one that they did not settle yet on, oh, okay. on the controller. Um, and I think they're trying to shoot for one terabyte. They showed they showed me like a 960 gig, so one terabyte class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that I think it's going to be a problem is that they it looks like they're only going to make it an M.2 uh, 22110. Is that the really long one? That's the longer one, which yeah. means it's not going to fit on pretty much any motherboards other than very very few of them because a lot of motherboards mm-hmm. limit the last um, little screw post is 2280. 
That stands for 80 millimeters, right? Yeah, 80 millimeters. 22 form factor, 80 millimeter. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I get it'll be it'll be fine for their PCI Express add-on card. Sure. Yeah. But if they're also going to try to market it just as a standalone, like that's kind of going to, yeah. you know, shoot them in the foot a little bit because right. people won't be able to plug it into anything, or at least fit it into any motherboards or that sort of thing. But um, okay. And that was that was it for them. All right, uh, just a couple more meetings here. C-Sonic, we went. Um, they're going to release a new series of power supplies in April. Yeah, April. Um, we'll talk more about them uh, when we get closer to it. But they they were very upfront about, hey, we fell behind in these areas. We're fixing it in these areas, and we're going to have the best power supplies. I like kind of the new design for them. Um, very understated. No RGB lighting, though, Sebastian. I apologize. I hate RGB lighting. See, that's a, that's a selling point now. We don't do RGB. Yeah, it's, it's played yeah. out. I mean, everywhere I go, it's RGB. It's, RGB. It's six days. It in, it's six days into 2016, <laughs> and we like it. Um, no, I love it again. What do you we'll, want? We'll you talk. want cyan, magenta. You know, you Lee. Want, Lee will have a review. by choice. Okay. Lee will have a review of, uh, of those power supplies relatively soon, um, and it'll be before their release. Uh, finally, we'll talk about EVGA. We stopped by there. Um, they had a couple of interesting things. Uh, they're working on a sound card and external sound card. From EVGA? What would you call it? A DAC? It's not a DAC. It's just like an ex- It'll do audio. I mean, it's USB, connected USB, and it pumps okay. audio. Through well, it, yeah, so. So. If it's connected via USB, it has to have a DAC in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you remember the name of the company that was doing the design with them? AN. Audio Nile and Melvin Something like that. All right. I got the business card over at the other table. Audio Nile, I think. Audio Nile? Okay. Yeah, we can Google that and see if that's the. Now, that product. I understand from EVGA. Yes, so they make motherboards. Yeah, so they why don't not have an external. They make video cards. Well, also, they do make motherboards. No, they make but they own they make EVGA it. motherboard. Not the right one. Not coming up. Nope. Uh, we'll we'll find it out. Um, there's a there's a, a story on PCPro.com about it now about some of the stuff that they that they announced. It sounded good. I don't. Again, can you listen to it? I don't know if Josh, you actually didn't listen to it, did you? I didn't. And they were basically comparing. Here it is playing through that player. Here it is playing after through, like, Pioneer. A Josh refuses to listen to any headphone. It doesn't cost at least twenty four ninety nine. Exactly. <laughs> it's like get that away from me. It's trash. Uh, but there's nineteen dollar earbuds from. Uh, on a price. That's pretty amazing, yeah. Um, I have yet to hear them, but yes, I endorse them. They're making a gaming notebook, completely in-house designed, uh, not ODM'd at all. It's a unibody construction. Yep. It looks really nice. It's kind of got like a... like a metallic black finish. chamfered edges? No. No? Ah! Did it? No diamond Uh, cut chamfered edges. It had, uh, you know, stereo speakers up top, subwoofer on bottom. It had... I didn't actually type on the keyboard very much. Um, Core i7 6820K, you know, unlocked processor. What version of Synaptic's touchpad was it using? 1.5. Yeah. Um, it uh, <laughs> had a GeForce <laughs> GTX 980M graphics in it, as you would expect. Overclock. 17 inch screen uh, available, both four, two models, 4K and 4K with G Sync. Um, and that's the first time I've seen a 4K G Sync laptop screen. Is it what type of panel it is? Uh, oh, it's it's, it's going to be IPS. Oh, it's going to be IPS? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, this is kind of like a really, really high-end laptop. 
It is. If it's like twenty six hundred bucks yeah. is what we're pricing out at. And one of the things that was cool is to add that to the like it had uh, like a BIOS that you would find in an EVGA motherboard. Yeah. Like you could go through it, you could do overclocking. You could. They actually, it was really cool. So they got fan control. You could do overclocking. You know, multiplier overclocking because it's an unlocked CPU, and you actually could do GPU offset and memory offset in the BIOS. It was so weird it. to see. All yeah, it was, really. Sh- but it was really, really cool. if you think about it. Laptop is just a computer with a screen that you can fold. It runs <laughs> off of a battery. Laptop's what I want here. It's a screen. Wait, how do you fold it? Hinge. And you have a hinge. Okay. It's like a computer okay. in a book. Okay. I'll call it computer book. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. Um, so that was actually It's neat. about time is what I'm saying. It's about effing time the sg17 i think is what his name is that's actually sc17 sc17 i'm sorry i think it'll be out next month uh the version real sc without, stands for without the g-sync monitor will be super out next computer month. and they have a really fast one called ssc release i don't think so super super press release said what they say about availability in 2016 about the laptop i thought that was like next month yeah i think it's next month not the g-sync one not the g-sync oh, one okay. the g-sync one will be later uh, they're just, you know, the posts will continue to evolve as I correct things. Uh, and then finally, they had the EVGA gaming case, uh, an unnamed product. It is a case. It's an enormous chassis, like How 900D. I think it might be more square foot than your house. That's not hard. It's it was it was Sorry. big. Um, it's uh, had some interesting designs. Like so, the case is designed How big was it? to be rotated 90 degrees. So like. Imagine a case, like a normal case with like a side panel window. It was designed to be rotated 90 degrees so that the window is always facing out. Sorry, so that the window is always facing out, like to you. Like It's like you, you have your monitor over here, and then the case is sitting to the left of it, rotating 90 degrees. Yeah. So you can see all the So like the stuff. window is facing you. It's like, like look, if you're going to spend all this money investing on stuff inside your computer, you're going to want to see it. And if we have all these lights in here and this other stuff, you're going to want to see that. How does it rotate that. again? It doesn't, just, rotate. it doesn't rotate. It doesn't rotate. It's just meant to be rotated when it when it's the power sitting. button is on the side with the side panel. So uh, hmm. I don't. Hmm. If this is normally your case, and this is the front panel here where like your optical drives would be, and your power button would be right there, they think you should have the case like that, and the power button is in the lower right hand corner. That way, it'll make more sense when you guys see the video. So you'd put it um, up against like the wall or yes. something yeah. at your desk. Okay. Yeah, you can put it up against the wall, uh, or you can just rotate it and have it there looking at you. And it and it, it does some interesting things. It's um, houses like, your components. It's huge, right? It's still a standard form factor, like internally, like nothing's rotated ninety degrees or anything okay. that way. Um, uh, it has uh, a. F- front panel comes off has three one forties in the front. You've got three one forties exhaust on the top. Two 140s on the bottom, intake, two 140s on the back. Wait, wait, wait. Intake on the bottom, intake on the front, exhaust on the top, exhaust on the back. Right? And like there's a door that opens up on the back. So the you norm, normally where the motherboard ends uh, towards the back of the case, like that's where the case ends. This case extends like six more inches past, and it's got a door that kind of opens up that compartment. So all of your display port cables, you know, your HDMI, your USB cables all come out of that, and they're kind of hidden behind that, that section. That's a very sharp-looking case. Because when you turn it, you want you don't want to see a bunch of cables there, right? So it's very right. neat and clean. All that stuff kind of fades away. In a it's, similar manner to how 
enclosures like the Raven and the Fortress. Yes, they close that, the top. They close the top down. Very similar to that. connections, and it rots out the back. Um, and then, interestingly, just as kind of a side effect, the power supply mounts underneath the motherboard um, in its own kind of compartment, but it's actually offset a little bit. Like, the power supply is right at the edge of the case, right at the back of it. Um, and as a result, the the cables that come out of the back of it are shifted a little bit to the left if you're like looking at the motherboard making so like the eight pin when pin went directly up the case right instead of having to go over and- like usually when you have an eight pin connector where the eight pin connector is like in the top left of a motherboard you kind of have to like go to the back and then kind of back up at an angle to the board to plug it in it's hard to describe what we're saying uh, but it was the 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 cable routing for power supplies in the back of the case is actually just cleaner um, and lots of room on the back side of the case uh Eight hard drives, six two and a half inch drives supported. Um, it had a on the bottom where the power supply was mounted towards the front. There's like a fan controller with a big LED that showed you know what percentage fans you could adjust intake fans and, and uh, exhaust fans. They're gonna have it available. Uh, they this is what they claim. This is what the CEO of EVGA told us. So they're gonna have prices. It's gonna be priced from seventy nine dollars. To two hundred ninety nine dollars with different options that you want. Like so, one of the options is the fan controller that they had there with like simple buttons, like four button physical buttons to push. That will be on the seventy nine dollar variant. Uh, the two ninety nine variant will have a touch screen there that you'll also be able to access the EVGA precision, like all the controls, fan controls, overclocking, and stuff, all through there. Um, the model we saw was kind of made out of plastic. They said it would all be metal by the time. It's going uh, to be released. I think he said March or May. I don't remember. I think he said March. I want to say March, but maybe it was May. I, I'm, I'm a little forgetful on that. Um, but uh, I think he said maybe. I think he said Q2. So we'll go with we'll go with May. Um, I, it was enormous, right? You have to have a very specific space to use a case like this. Uh, but I respect like the the vision that they have with it. It's 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 pretty neat. Um, you can go check the video out. It'll be on PCPro.com uh, here in a little bit tonight, probably, uh, where we kind of do a walkthrough with it. And then also inside the case, you'll see that they're they're releasing a new hydro version of their graphics cards. And they did they have a CPU cooler before today, or is that brand new? Currently, their only hydro is the 980 Ti, right? Right. So they're expanding well, that lineup. So they have not quite. They're going to have a 970 version that's new, but they're going to have like a CPU water block with like its self-contained pump in it, um, and the new GP, the new version of the hydro liquid cooler for the GPUs has like quick disconnects, so that you can expand the system. So you can buy just the card with a radiator, right, and the pumps are card and everything so you've got that all there or what they had in the demo system with their case was four 980 ti's so you had quick disconnect going into one like pass through all the way you know the cpu had one of those on there as well so they were running five pumps all at the same time through the system through 360 rad yeah i guess uh he said you know it would be really easy for us to add another rad at the front say five pumps in one rad yeah, well, it's probably overkill. Yeah, um, but you could add one to the front, mm-hmm. and um, you know, all it takes is you don't have to like disassemble your system because it's all quick connects coming. And, from, and uh, as the, the demo door. was running, like uh, Mark, he disconnected one of the quick connects. Yeah, fine. 
Wait, so as you disconnect it, something internally shuts it off? Well, it's a quick, it's a quick yeah, it's connect, a right? So it's like a valve. So when you disconnect it, so like one way valve, fluid. But like, so, so the system was steam. still no, the system was still trying to run. Yeah. It just valve. It was uh, not functioning as cooling. No, I get it. We're moving on. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it was neat. It was it was it was cool stuff. Um, and then we stole some red vines and we left. Yeah. They had red vines. Yeah, I was really fresh. Red yeah, vines. they were really good red vines, so, uh, and that's like it's like a staple for the EA booth at yeah. CES. Uh, every year they have they buy big, big containers of red for vines. The invite. I like EVGA. I like red vines. Those two powers combined, nothing. Um, I guess that's it. That's it. And uh, I had French toast tonight. I had a Newcastle ale and eggs Benedict. <laughs> Which is like sounds the most the English most. AF. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's true. Hey, speaking of English, fish and chips. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had fried chicken. It was delicious. That's American. Yeah, that's we were in a southern-inspired restaurant. It was the pantry. It is, we are in the south. All right, guys. So West. I think that is that is all of CES for us. That's uh, it. We all leave tomorrow. Hopefully. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow, regardless of if the plane is going or not. I'll drive my ass home. Um, so that's it. Any kind of like summary thoughts, Alan? I you know your summary thought is uh, M.2 PCIe NVMe SSD. That and uh, a lot of the devices that I saw that had um, like external hard drives mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like external things that would have a power connector separate to them, like power supplied separate to them. Mm-hmm. Tending to be USB Type C now, and can charge MacBooks backwards. Well, they're charging MacBooks. You're like you're talking yeah. about feeding power back. Feeding way. power back. Yeah, yeah. Right. Drawing so, power from so the that, MacBook. So that you don't need no, no. So that you don't power. need the extra. Draining the MacBook. No, <laughs> it's storing the energy. So the idea is that you don't need the extra hub <laughs> if you wanted to use. It. Yes, they just you can finally just, use that MacBook for something useful. Like, yes. Charging yes. your phone. They're just charging your storage hard drive SSD. Yes. No, but like, you know, uh, I think it was, uh, I think Seagate had like, or Lis C, like the Lis C external drives. Yeah, their like, frequent Mac Their accessory. new models will all like, if they're the kind that has power that plugs in, like a little power brick, they kind of like over-engineered the power brick a little bit mm-hmm. and gave it enough juice to also. Right, yeah, and that's what that Asus external graphics mm-hmm. thing was was doing as yeah. well. That seems to be a, a trend. Josh, what was your takeaway from CES 2016? Uh, it was a lot more relaxed this year. It's probably because of our scheduling. Yeah. We did not do so good. Well, you didn't. Well, I was wow. just along for the ride. But it was a nice ride, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Who's not coming sleep. back next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You have to. Uh, no, I mean, you know, we I, didn't see any huge, big announcements. Nothing okay. really but there's a lot of nice trends. Yeah, you know the. Yeah, I don't know. I you know trying, Oculus. I, I, I got to try Oculus for the first time today. Oh yeah, talk about that. That you rock. tried Eve Valkyrie, right? Yeah, I have yet to play that. Yeah, it, it's just Damn you're it, looking around your that. cockpit and everything. There's there was like no lag. I wasn't even paying attention to. I mean, it was just it was just so smooth. Go out there, blow stuff up. It was fun too. Like, was would it be fun as a game? Yes. What you played? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed space shooters, like you know, free space, uh, descent, free space. No nausea, no. Vertigo. Uh, you know, if I'd have kept going at it, 
This is the first time I've done it. I would have, but it was like, what, about seven minutes? Something like that. Yeah, and so, and I wasn't feeling uncomfortable at seven the end. Seven minutes is a reasonably long time to be doing VR. Yeah, yeah but it's a video game. I know, like, right? Yeah, so you have to game. assume people are going to be doing a lot of that. It, it, was, it was interesting for me when I did the demos the first day or whatever. Uh, I didn't have any nausea or anything until I played that one where yeah. I used the joystick. The joystick moved the vision and oh, my head moved the vision. And I was like, nope, I'm done. So as long as they the one thing that was kind of that. funny in the landing spot that they had, there were you know seven things you could do mm-hmm. in a room, and I was looking around, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, I need you to to have a seat." And I looked down, and there was a seat, and then I put my hand down, and of course, it's so odd because you see the seat there, but you don't see a hand, but you feel the seat. Yes, and it's like okay, this is kind of funky. See, but when you have the Oculus Touch controllers, you see You'll your, see hand your hands, there, and yeah. it manipulates yeah. in the right way. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, and so the startup sequence for Eve Valkyrie is awesome. Yes, it is. When you're in the launch tunnel, it's totally Battlestar Star Galactica the yeah. remake. I saw, I saw tunnel, it. Yeah, and it just shoots you forward and you go off. It's it's great. it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. They did announce the pricing on that five hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't know if anybody has any particular feedback on that price. Early adopters, you got to expect it. Yeah, is that that's just the thing that goes on your head? No, it's so you get an Xbox three six or Xbox One controller. You get the thing on your head that has integrated headphones. You get a camera that like has to be mounted to see the front. Oh, of okay. It. And any powerful you gaming get Eve Valkyrie, Eve Valkyrie, and, and some game. kind of like more cartoony kids game. I don't know if it, I don't like discount it by saying it's kid games, but right. some other game that I don't I didn't recognize yet. Okay. It's five ninety nine. Um interestingly, this does affect me. The people who did the original Kickstarter yeah. are you paid three hundred dollars to get a DK one, like yep. the development they are giving all six thousand nine hundred fifty five of those people a free rift. So you're getting a riff. Yeah. Right? So so, so the six hundred dollar thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's 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 a tremendous goodwill offering to the people who raise all that money for them on the Kickstarter. Wow. So if you got one of those, you get a rift. Because it was funny because before I read the announcement about that being the thing, I got an email from Kickstarter saying, "Hey, we need your address for this reward or this like whatever, Extra, whatever." Yeah, yeah. and it, and I went there and the, the thing it it didn't list what the new item was. Yeah, it just asked for update information and it said estimated delivery date like I don't know, let's October twenty two thousand twelve yeah. or something like that. And I was like. Wow, I can't believe the system glitched out like this. Like, it's totally screwing up and sending out old emails to people or something. Then, like three emails down, I was like, "Hey, we're going to give everybody one of these things. Make sure your address is up to date." You know that type of stuff. Cool. Um, so that was that's a, that's a neat thing for them. But um, obviously, they're hoping to sell more than seven thousand of these. So a few more. I think yeah. they said the initial ship date is March twenty eighth. Um, and I know Scott Wasson of AMD. Uh, Ordered one today at lunchtime. Yeah, and he posted yeah, a, sc- a couple hours. Posted after a screenshot on Twitter, and it said his expected ship date was May. Okay, so this. they've sold. A so few. they've they've been selling through. So good for them. Um, this is the first time there's been any kind of uh, mainstream availability for Oculus at all. It's the first time it's, there's been a retail VR headset that's not like a smartphone. Well, and it's not labeled as a development kit because you could just buy yes. DK1 and DK2. Okay. Could you? Yeah. Oh. Yes, this is the first retail like consumer version of Oculus. Valkyrie is the launch game. It is the pack-in. For it, it is the Super Mario World of yeah. okay. Oculus. Do you anticipate first. other companies jumping on this now that there's one in the market? Well, we've already got HTC Vive, right? They'll be out sometime later this year. Like all the gaming peripheral makers will probably be <sighs> OEMing it from somewhere. 
not, to be honest with you. I know there are other people that have aspirations to do so. The only way it's ever going to take off is if there's easy, inexpensive mainstream availability. But if you make crappy ones, if you make crappy ones that ruin the experience for people, then it will never take off. Right. And, and I, so I, if somebody comes out with a hundred dollar two hundred nine dollar variant and it's bad it's stuttery it's jittery it causes more nausea it's got the screen door effect on the screen it's on high resolution it doesn't take advantage of the software sdks from nvidia and amd then it ruins the potential for vr to even become a big thing right um i believe at least that that's the case so you know i only want people that are in it that to win it i only want people that are in it that or do well to like put the time and effort to research it and develop it well. I don't want Chinese knockoffs of VR headsets coming out kind connected of a to your PC. Stance, but okay. It's kind of a xenophobic stance. But. <laughs> I don't want the two hundred dollar. I don't want the uh, the the sixty nine dollar Android tablet at Kmart to come out and ruin everything. But iPads. But I love the lack of screen response and, and no. The, and uh, the high glare ratio. Yeah. Yes. The fact that it's, it's, oh, it's plastic and not glass. It's a resistive touch every screen. time I touch anything. Yeah. That's, that's what I would like to prevent. Is mm-hmm. and, I, and I know it sucks because people want low-cost stuff now, but I would like to make sure that They want high-quality merchandise at low prices. I'd like prices. to not puke. What's that? Uh, yeah, exactly. So what's your takeaway from CES, Sebastian? It was my first CES. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's true. So my takeaway is basically that I now know what the experience is like. But there was, in our industry... A few trends, obviously, continuing. Alan's trend. It seems like everything... Like Now that NVMe is mainstream, that's not really so much a trend anymore. It's just obviously, here. It's just here. Yeah. Next year, this, this 2016 will be that for sure. RGB everything, though. That's true. Literally that's everything I looked at. And RGB. Okay. And here's the RGB controller. And it's cool, but yeah. I think it'll end up getting kind of tired, but... Yeah, I don't probably. Know. It's nice to have the option, but on yeah. What about you? The Internet of Things is uh-huh. here. It was it was here last year though, wasn't it? No, not, like not nearly like this. Yeah, I guess I was just expecting. There's it. a lot of it. Ev- everyone has internet connected things that they're showing. Drones were a big thing. Short- there were Asus shorts. had like a Samsung Smart there Things were. competitor. Josh needs smart underwear today. Yes. What was smart ceiling fan? Yeah, saw that. You know, for me, the, I agree with Josh in that nothing really stood out to me as super exciting. Um, the PC space is still very active. It's just this is not timed well. No, for there's, there's no like platform or GPU or nanometer GPU like it's not even users. for me even like nope no there weren't a whole lot of exciting notebooks right because Skylake had come out we've already had Skylake notebooks for a couple of months at the office right so you know the OLED from Lenovo was exciting but yeah it was it was rare to see that whereas I think last year with Broadwell like. I remember we went to Digital Experience last year, and it was like, "Holy shit! Look at that Dell XPS 13." Like we hadn't seen it before, right? And yeah, and I was but, like, "Oh, look, the XPS, the new XPS 13." Yeah, but we saw a laptop with an OLED display that we did the same thing to. This That's year. true. Uh, shit, that gets to the PC perspective. Yeah, Best of Show Award finalist award runner up. Yeah, it was kind of like the year before. It's like, "Holy crap! Look at that 4K monitor." That is true. Not terribly expensive, like Lenovo's TN base. Yeah. That we're like, wow, that that looks pretty decent for. 
I'd like, I'd like to, I would, you know, you know, like, there's no Asus press conference this year, and that's disappointing um, because that is there's, an endless supply of. Oh, it's good jokes for jokes, us, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, look at the past the Asus press conference for the past two years. I haven't talked. They've done phones? Yeah, I mean, it's phones yeah. and tablets and laptops. Phones is kind of a big deal, though. There was less mobile than I thought. That's one takeaway. Everybody kind of now saves that for Mobile War Congress in February. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's kind of the evolution of the show. Like True. Certain companies didn't present. Other I, th- companies I just hope waiting. next year we have more LED RGB sunglasses. Yeah. But as, as CES becomes more that and less yeah. our industry, maybe CES becomes less relevant. It has been doing that for many, many years. But... It's it's still relevant enough. It's still interesting no, enough. So. I agree. Um, that's going to do it for us this year, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Last podcast of 2016. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Next week is CES. We're gonna we're gonna work on the best show notes ever for January 2017. Yeah, they're gonna be good when we do the we're best be of like 2016. With, yeah. There will be a lot of ad breaks, but yeah. Ryan's tw- gonna see twelve twelve them. per. That was what this whole CES was for. We're selling the podcast yeah yeah so we're up to 12 per episode i'm not proud of some of the things i've said and possibly done but we, we maybe okay. uh hey. also you know for people who are watching this free. we've got Aww. you know a few hundred people uh watching late night uh it's five people sit around on a couch i guess yeah. alan has slowly sunken into his I spot getting lower it's 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 been a little three of them wearing blue jeans, two of them wearing some sort of gray slack. It's, it's been a long. According long. to the, the the commenters yesterday, uh, four of or three of us wearing skinny jeans, and Josh wearing normal person jeans. Yeah, what? Because you're just not skinny. Right, I just not own skinny jeans. I don't definitely. I didn't even bring jeans. jeans. You weren't here yesterday. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. Stand. I said yesterday. Um, but stay tuned. Like we're gonna do some stuff. What? But he was wearing pants yesterday, so that counts. I can't verify. That's a move up. That's, That's true. I wasn't we're gonna have what Hewlett coming in a couple of weeks. Okay. We're gonna have a Q and A with uh, you know I'm talking about. What's that? We're gonna have Hewlett come back in with the uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. David uh, David Hewlett's gonna come back in have, uh, and he'll be racing, on the podcast and we'll talk about some other cool stuff. Racing thing. We'll give away a wheel. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's right. When is this racing event going to happen? <clears throat> we'll find That's out. Tonight. <sighs> yeah. Not. Who gets to the bathroom first? I'm just going to pee out the window. Okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's a sink Vegas. over there. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to be talking directly to you guys soon about uh, some interesting stuff here in the next two to three weeks, at least, is my minimum, is yeah. my goal on that. Um, so, 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 so stay tuned, I guess. Thanks okay. for watching, I guess. See ya. I'm oh. Josh Walrath. <laughs> I'm Alan Malaventano. I'm morally safe. Uh, uh, Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.